Welcome to Pursuing God Podcast Season 2. And in this season, we are going to dive into a book written by Dallas Willard titled Hearing God. Now, in spiritual formation, it would behoove us if we don't talk about what it's like to hear from God. Does only special people hear from God? Does God speak in certain times? Does he speak all the time? Does he speak to everybody? Does he speak to only a certain type of people? We're going to address all those questions. And if you have any questions at all, we would love for you to email us at hello at northcitychurchmpls.com. We would love to read your questions and comments and actually address them. So we're not only going to read them, but we're also going to address them in the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, we are live. Well, not live. We're recording early, but hey, everybody. How y'all What's doing? What's up, everybody? Um, welcome to season two, y'all. Super excited. I'm happy about this. And honestly, it's kind of surreal to me because hmm. I've never thought of myself as a podcaster, doing any kind of podcast. So here you are. Man, season two. Season two. All right. What you talking? I, <laughs> I got as good and kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are in this book, Hearing God by Dallas Williard. And honestly, I actually read the so this is the updated extended version of it because you know why not um (laughs) when i read it at first i read the just the regular version loved it um i did i read it um in seminary and so i was like hey this is a very interesting um topic to discuss and it would behoove us if we don't talk about what it's like to hear god when we're talking about spiritual formation yeah i'm gonna lie i was a little nervous but (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little nervous to have this conversation but i was like hey we we need to talk about this because you know everybody has their own opinions and views on if god speaks do we hear from god is that is that even a thing or you know are we really hearing from god are you sure it's not our own subconscious or it's sure it's not us or other voices so it's a whole thing but we are so glad that you're here so how has your week been sir it's been good i i just wanted to say i was one stoked you just used the word behooved (laughs) that's awesome uh and two i was so i was so excited when you brought this topic and you're like hey what about this for season two i was Mm. there's something in my spirit that was just like that is right Gotcha. That is right right now. Gotcha. I think because partially where we're in, we're, um, even me with little kids running around, I, I have some more time where I'm with myself, mm. you know, and you start to ponder this, like uh, you want to hear God's voice in the midst of maybe a more silent time mm-hmm. in your life. And uh, through my years as a pastor, ev- both personally and pastorally walking with people through faith Mm. this is one of the number one questions like i i often hear this line like hey i believe in god Mm -hmm. but it is hard hard for me to conceptualize or like no one's ever taught me Mm. how to listen to god's voice and that's Mm. so central to pursuing god which is the name of this podcast that's exactly right so like i said before we are pre-recording before thanksgiving y'all okay Mm -hmm. because we are not trying to record on thanksgiving week no (laughs) we are not so um what is your plans for this um pandemic thanksgiving pandemic thanksgiving yes yeah yeah it is crazy but here we go it is crazy time well um 
Yeah, our, our plan is to hang around home yep. a little bit more. And okay. we might um, have people who have either been quarantining or who are in our bubble. Like gotcha. If you're ever wondering watching <laughs> this podcast, Adobe and I are definitely in. I mean, we still gym, have a distance. We got, we got our distance. Don't get me but wrong. But there's a lot. We're still in a bubble. A lot we do together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so people within that are uh, may, may come hang, but probably just with us on Thanksgiving Day itself. And then. We're trying to do a, a quarantine light. I don't even know if it works a quarantine light, but uh, to kind of uh, create some space to be with our family on a Saturday. So, oh, yeah. okay. So we're going to have, okay. it's the first time Christian Ann is having Thanksgiving dinner in our home, which she's super excited about really? with just a handful of family. So okay. typically it's been at her mom's house. So okay. watch out. Big <laughs> family shift transition. Oh, that would be cool. And Christian can cook, so... Yeah, yeah just about that. yeah, just bring your bellies over. <laughs> <laughs> bring yes. your empty bellies over. Yes, oh, but that, that's cool for us. Um, so my kiddos, for those of you that don't know, but most of you should know by now, I am divorced. But most of most of my kiddos are with me full time, mm-hmm. and that's by their choice. And their dad is like, okay, whatever. Um, but I told them, okay, on your dad's holiday, because we do share holidays. On your dad's holiday. I want you to go and spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose not to stay overnight, that's fine. But I want you all to actually spend our holidays with him. Mm-hmm. So this Thanksgiving this year is his holiday. Nice. So I'm going to go drop them all off at their pappy. So I was like, okay, it's his holiday. I'm going to go drop you all off. You guys can come back at 9, 10, whatever time you all want to. That's fine. Um, so even though they're like, oh, but they know that was the deal. Like that was the deal. I, you know. Hey, a little holiday for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, go stay with your dad, spend some time with him, and I'll see y'all later. Yeah. And for me, I'm still trying to decide, do I want to go to someone's house or do I just want to stay home, chill with some smoked turkey? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that's that out. Weird. Yeah, Listen, that's weird. Listen, well, yeah, Sad. it's true. Yeah. But for me, I'm just like, because in my head, I'm like, girl, I could get me some plantain, fry some plantain. There you go. And give me some turkey neck. I don't know if you eat turkey necks. I've had it before. I that's good. love turkey yeah. necks. So I'm going to get that, cook that up in, in some stew. And I yeah. found out that Butterball actually has smoked turkey. Whoa. I was like, what you talking? <laughs> what? <laughs> you are speaking my language. Yeah. Come smoked here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And of course, my children are like, so you going to do all that cooking and then eat by yourself? I was like, fam, I'm not going to finish that. Like, there will be for What are you trying to say about your Left. mama? Over. They are Come leftovers. Like I'm not gonna eat all this by myself. Universal Thanksgiving. I was tradition. cracking up so hard. I was like, "Fam, yeah. okay, I I know I love food, but not like that. Come yeah. on, I'm not gonna yeah. eat all that by myself." So, so I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna go somewhere. I'm gonna, stay, but I'm mm. leaning more of staying home. That's where I'm leaning. Sure. Um, as you know, I keep hearing this increase of cases. It's just like, oh my god. So yeah. Prayers for the people going through it. It's a yeah. tough time right now. It is. It really is. So, um, but yeah, that's our plan. So I'm gonna pray, and we're gonna jump into our next our next topic from this book. Okay. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you uh, so much for this opportunity to <laughs> talk about you. Um, Lord, we are asking you to be in our midst, um, sit in here with your presence, and um, nudge at us. We're here speaking about what it's like to hear you speak, 
what is it like to hear you to sit um and to obey you so lord we absolutely cannot have that conversation without you so yeah we are practicing that we want to hear from you as we have this conversation and we pray that those that are listening that you speak to them however this conversation leads that you prompt them speak to them highlight anything that you need to highlight in them water any seed that's in them or maybe confirm something that they have questions about um we pray that they are also blessed in jesus name amen amen all right so um so with this book we are not going in the order of the chapters Mm -hmm. we are just breaking the rules we are breaking the rules god spoke to us And, and he said, heard him. and he said, it's all right. He's all right to start. He said it is all in the middle right. of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you have this book, if you have this book or planning on getting this book and follow with us, hey, come on, join us. And we are going to be talking about uh, we're going to dive into chapter four. Mm-hmm. instead of chapter two because i know this is the second episode but we're doing chapter four and the topic of it is does god really talk to people mm-hmm. does he really do that and i want to read this quote because jd and i were just talking about this and just laughing but it is so true and we want to put this disclaimer out there okay and it says admittedly we are entering an intellectual and spiritual hot hat area where many have received injuries to their practical faith in God. Get your hard hats, y'all. Listen, I saw that disclaimer. I said, yes, we will be using that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we know, and honestly, that's what kind of made me nervous to jump into this. It's something we have to talk about anyway, but I was a little nervous. I was like, ah. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't know what people have experienced from other people christians or leaders probably say oh i heard from god and it's so not yeah. from god and we you know we have talked about this in previous episodes in the first season it's like uh, did anyone ever break up with you because they heard from god <laughs> <laughs> i see a story coming man i have a poor luckily have a poor memory of uh my younger years but i i would venture to guess that some you know high school youth group fling either broke up with me or i broke up with the fling based on the you know i heard i I got a word from god and it was not you (laughs) you know and i i mean that can happen but that that's what we're talking about, right? Oh, like listen. people put your hard hats on. Because... I sense in my spirit it don't it's not mm-mm, yeah. something doesn't sit in my spirit. You know, uh, I'm in discerning in this moment. Right. You are not the one. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so but that that hits the nail on the head. Like oh, people have man. been injured yeah. because of any iteration of this conversation of hearing God's voice. Right. And the reason why is God's voice is authoritative. Yes. Like if you have oh any gosh. ounce of respect for God's voice in leadership in your life, mm-hmm. then you enter into this conversation with trepidation. And I think that holy trepidation is okay, mm. but we shouldn't be driven by fear in this conversation because God's designed us to hear from him. That's, Absolutely. A, that's one of the things you'll hear us talk about over and over again and why it's it's so crucial to have this conversation why we're so excited to have it mm. we believe everybody who's following jesus who's listening to this podcast is designed to hear from him oh absolutely. and if we if we you know take our hard hats home and just shrink away from this conversation we'll be really limited yes in our relationship that god has and oh. wants for us so uh, absolutely so for um dallas he actually broke this chapter into like four sections so 
One is God wouldn't, God doesn't, God can't, God shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So we're going to address those questions. And, well, he addresses it, but we're going to talk about it in those four categories, if that makes sense. Yeah, to can I can I set that up a little bit? Go for it. Yeah, so I, I, I think this this is brilliant because mostly because it resonates with real conversations that I've had with people who are really mm. sitting with whether it's doubt or our authentic questioning around does God really talk to people like in yeah. their not not just hypothetically but in their own life they they sometimes go through seasons of doubt and usually their answers or responses to those fall into those four categories pretty well mm-hmm. God God wouldn't do that God doesn't speak to people right or God can't because um, you have some scientific objection to God speaking mm-hmm. or uh, God shouldn't because God only talks to pastors like right. Adobe and JD <laughs> which is completely false uh, and yes. so I, I, I love that breakdown and this episode maybe we can just dive into each of those maybe we'd characterize them doubts but maybe we could characterize them more uh, more clearly as hesitations people have in engaging in this conversation overall. Mm -hmm. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, I I remember this conversation that I had with someone from North city who was new to faith and said, and verbatim, they said like, I believe in God, but I just really struggle to hear God. And my, my friend or uh, my girlfriend at the time, it was just like, here's God all the time. And I don't get that. Mm -hmm. And as I was talking to him, like, these are some of the things that were, he was stuck on. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So the first is, of course, he's saying, well, God wouldn't talk to us. God wouldn't talk to human beings. We -hmm. have issues. We have flaws. Why would this holy and endow God? Yeah. Trying to talk to human flawed. um, However, like we are totally opposites. Why would he even spend that time doing that? And I love this quote that he has on page 90 where he says he talked about the loneliness of God. The loneliness. And he said, this loneliness was at the very center of Jesus' teaching about God. In his actions and words, Jesus made clear how totally accessible God is to the weak, to the downtrodden, and castaway, to little children. And then he says, the humanly unimportant ones are important to God. Hmm. So basically he's saying God is accessible to all human beings that he has created, including those that you think that's not important. Mm -hmm. And he quoted um, passage of scripture where um, parents are bringing their children to Jesus and his disciples are like, don't bring the children over here. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Do not prevent the children from coming to me, coming to me because such as these are, um, the kingdom of God will live for them. So, and I just love that because I can so envision it. Yeah. You know, I came from a culture where children are seen and not heard. Hmm. And, you know, I can imagine parents, you know, you've seen this prophet, he's doing all these miracles, he's doing all this teaching, and you're just like, man, I want him to bless my children. Yeah. You know, and you bringing them in, his disciples, not him. His disciples are like, no, uh-uh. Don't break. We don't have time for this. Yeah. You know, to them, they saw children as interrupters, um, distractors, you know, whatever that was going through his mind, their mind. And Jesus is like, oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. not here. Do not stop this little one to come to me. So I yeah. love, love that. Um, but yeah. So even for you that you think, 
I don't qualify. I'm not holy than that. I'm not in the ministry. You know, whatever it is that is your excuse, mm-hmm. or I'm in so deep into sin. Whatever is your excuse, or what? Like Jesus is like, nah, not fam. When I think about this, I think about how I've received challenges in my faith often to question or consider my mm. image of God. Mm. Um, and I think where some of this creeps in is we have this image of God the Father as this, like maybe we have images of earthly leaders or earthly authority in our life. Yeah. And there was some distance there or there was silence right. or absence. Right. And we project that on God. Oh, for and sure. part of, part of the, the complication of the spiritual life, part of the paradox of the spiritual life, I should say, is that God is both authoritative, powerful, even dangerous, mm-hmm. and intimately approachable and welcomes mm-hmm. us. And it's really hard, and that's why Jesus came, mm-hmm. <laughs> to give us an enfleshed example of what that ultimate authority, but ultimate approachability, and I love Willard's language, mm-hmm. the lowness, yeah. like willing to uh, stoop low, to whisper, to listen. Right. Um, yeah. And of course, it, it's just it's so countercultural in our mind. Like, yeah. what you mean? Because in, in our culture, or in the world, period, if someone is high up there, like a, a king or yep. queen or whatever, like, not anybody can just assess them. Like, right. you know what I mean? Not yeah. anybody can just approach them. Yep. And to Jesus to say, nah, not in my kingdom. Right. It's flipped. Yeah. Like, anybody flipped. That's right. Mm-hmm. can approach this king of kings. Anybody can approach this lord of lords. That's amazing. And I, yeah. man, it's mind-blowing. But anyway, <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, so anybody can come, even especially those that feel like they are unimportant. Mm-hmm. You are important to God. Um, he cares about everybody and every creature that He created. He yeah. cares about that. Um, he didn't create us so you know, and be an irresponsible God. He is mm-hmm. not. He's not that. And like you said about authority, if you have a an unhealthy relationship with your parents. Mm. You tend to project that to God as yeah, well. Sadly, that's one of the the things we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but so he goes into the next one where um, the the question of what about those who believe that God just simply does not speak to them? Mm-hmm. That's that God doesn't. Yeah, that's like the man. I've tried that. Right. <laughs> no, like I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in this empty field. Man. Hey, God, <laughs> if you want to talk to me? I'm here. You know, like, which is fine to do that. But like people have had experiences or just like pragmatically, like I just haven't experienced that yet. So I doubt it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Um, And uh, Willard actually had breaks this down and he has questions about that. So he he says, "Okay, let me bring questions to you for those of you that feel that way. Yeah. Let's maybe these this question can maybe flush out a reason why you feel that this is difficult for you. So the first question he asks is, are we in tuned? Mm-hmm. The fact that we do not hear God does not mean that he does not speak to us. And I yeah. just absolutely love that. Um, and he's just saying, are you attuned? And, and he did admit that sometimes we are not taught mm-hmm. how to be in tune with God. Yeah. We come to church. Yeah. We, you know, we give our life to Christ, but we are not really taught how how do you tune in? Like, how do you stay tuned to God? Yeah. Because um, God, the way he speaks is not, is now uh, the typical regular, oh, I come, I speak to you, da, 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 da. Like, you have to really stay alert and conscious. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone even say, pay attention to your life. Because mm-hmm. God speaks through circumstances, 
through people in your life yeah um through scripture as well yeah so you really have to basically practice so it's like a muscle that yeah. you have not used and you have to practice using that muscle yeah I, I would just encourage the listener that it's not some mysterious channel that you have to like right. tune your heart to. <laughs> like, I this is a this is a point in the podcast where they really come together because mm. season one about mm. the spiritual formation practices oh, for sure. are the practices of attuning yourself yes. to hearing God's leadership in your life. So. Part of us is you're like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> I don't want to be like, well, listen to season one. <laughs> but like um, they're really in tune with each other. We're not just like we're not just being we're not just brains. We live in a body. We live mm-hmm. in a world with ears, eyes. And certainly God speaks to us audibly, but speaks to us through a mysterious oh, amount yeah. of ways. And it's it's about being in the current and in, in, in attuned through the practices of solitude, mm-hmm. through the practices of prayer, frasting. All the things we've already talked about and more in right. worship, right? And God and in celebration oh, and people's sure. encouragement in our lives are those are all all the things we already talked about in season one are kind of avenues mm-hmm. for attunement to for God's sure. voice. Absolutely, and as you know, it's called discipline. So it's just yeah. something you have to keep practicing and discipline yourself in doing. Um, the second question he has is, "Are we ready vessels?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "Possibly." tell by they possibly they are being spoken to and do not hear mm-hmm. it may also be that they could make no good use of the of a word from god because of how they are living yeah. said so do they stand ready to obey and change if god directs that do they want to know if they are on the wrong path so the questions he's really posing here is um uh, perhaps you kind of feeling kind of guilty like you know <laughs> Yeah. You you know that you're not living the way you should. And so because of that, you are reluctant to put your place in the position where you want to hear from God. Yeah. Um, and which is true, because when you do wrong, the last thing you're trying to do is go to God. You know, you just like, uh, I'm good. You know, be like Adam and Eve and hide in the yeah. garden. Um, but he said that could be also a barrier. Mm-hmm. That you know, there's something in you that's like, ah, I know I'm not living right right now. Yeah. And some people are probably a little bit hesitant because they don't even want, like he said, don't even want to change. If God directs you to change the way you're living, they don't want to really do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I found yeah. that interesting that he mentioned those. I was like, all right. Totally. Man. Yeah, I think there is this temptation in our relationship with God for him to be the confirming factor instead mm. of the guiding factor Ooh. where it's like, I've made up my mind Damn. with what I want to do with my life. And it's a, I think Willard even uses this language a little bit. Like God is additional instead of integral and directional in your life. Mm. Meaning that like I've got my life and then I add God to it. Mm. That, that <laughs> is a recipe for being out of sync with God's voice because God's leadership is authoritative. It's kind and loving Love and caring. And you're going to hear those things from God. But sure. ultimately, to be in tune with God's voice, we need to be have this posture of desperately wanting uh, his life to transform ours, desperately wanting to step into that life. Mm. And I'll just say that in seasons of the absence of God's voice in my life, mm. um, where like I've been frustrated that I haven't been hearing from God, when I'm able to calm down, sometimes I'll get mad. I'm like, God, where you at, man? Pick up the other end of <laughs> oh, the, the phone. Line. <laughs> Please. 
please. <laughs> Trust me, I've been in those places where my hands have been in the air oh like this. And I'm like, gosh. God, do you want to say anything in this situation? Because like, please show up. Like and for real. what I just demonstrated right there, I think, is really crucial because when you're in an anxious state, yeah. it is really hard to listen to anyone, True. let alone God himself. True. And when I'm able to settle down through the spiritual disciplines often, that's when the clarity comes. Mm-hmm. That's when the, the, the voice comes. And when I'm actually ready to receive, and oftentimes it's not actually a voice that comes. Oftentimes a perspective of how my life is comes mm-hmm. to mind, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And God kind of shows me instead of speaks to me, if you will. Mm-hmm. And there, then the conviction around like, my motives, my heart, that mm. sort of thing come. Yeah. So that's that's just how it looks in my life sometimes. It sounds good. Yeah, I, I just recently went through that light of, God, I am not hearing you. I don't know what's going on. I am getting frustrated. You need to speak to me because I'm about to lose it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I need, and, and I, remem- I remember, you know, asking those questions and I really sat down and I was like, okay, what is really bothering me? Mm-hmm. Is it really to hear God's voice? Is that really what I want? Like, what was the root thing? And I realized that I was getting frustrated because I cannot see what he's doing in my life now. Hmm. Yeah. So previously, I could see what he's doing. I can see the work he's doing in me, the next step. I could see all that. But I find myself in this season where it's like, okay, I don't know what's next. I don't know what he's doing right now. Like, I find myself in this place, but, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And I feel like I might just sit here, like, you know, like, waiting for something. So that was the trigger for me. I was just like, okay, Lord. That's good. Please. So then I changed my prayer. And I was like, okay, Lord, please help me see what you're doing in my life right now. Because because I'm not seeing it, I am getting frustrated. It gives me this uh, word picture where, like, um, there's maybe – Maybe this is a half true story. It's maybe like a conglomeration <laughs> of stories of my life. And gotcha. Christian Ann is always the example of this. Sorry, Christian Ann. She bugs me <laughs> how much she makes it into my sermons. But, we but do listen, together, so that's what I was about to say, girl. That's all love. So there's there's a common instance. Uh, I can't recall a specific time, but it goes something like this, where like we're talk we're we're talking, and say I'm like trying to prep dinner, gotcha. and I'm like she's like giving me instructions right she's like pull the pot out put water in it oh and also grab that thing from the refrigerator and there's a moment where i just stop and go what the heck what like it's hard for me to listen to you because i don't know where this is ultimately headed right right i don't know what we're doing here so like i i and then i like miss instructions because i'm like trying to figure out what's going on i'm Mm -hmm. like is this even gonna be good right you know like and it's always good when christian ann cooks but like you get like that's the analogy. That's what you're talking about, right? Exactly. Like we get frustrated, and that's like we want to be in control of the outcome. Yeah, and that's like a like our lives are fragile, and we get that in mm-hmm. our bodies. So mm-hmm. like the response to want to control your life is a natural one, but it, it's harder to sacrificially give that to God and and in the middle of the instructions, keep doing the next thing when right. you don't know what God's ultimately but, building in your life. Exactly. And. That's exactly it's, right. It's hard. It's hard to maintain Fair. that posture of faithfulness. And that's part of being in tune to God's voice is mm-hmm. being okay, not having all the instructions and yeah. being okay to just listen and not completely 
like understand right yeah. so you know okay i watch a lot of hgtv okay hgtv i yeah. i watch a lot what's of what's your that. favorite show I, out of all of i love um love it love it or list it yeah. the first one not the second one the first one the first one because <laughs> i love hillary and david i love their chemistry mm-hmm. absolutely love it and of course i love flip or flop i also love um fixer upper but of course it's over but they still do reruns of it yeah so i still enjoy that but That's um cool. but you know for me i go to god i say okay lord I don't know if you're building a mid-century home, a cottage, <laughs> a Victorian cashman. I'm not even asking for all that right now. Not right now. Right. I know you're building something, but can you at least tell me that what you're doing right now is the kitchen? Or yeah. what you're reminding is the bathroom? <laughs> Let me know like, what room I'm what, in right what now. What room are we in? Yeah. <laughs> is this even a house? You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm here thinking we're doing a bathroom, but you're giving yeah. me this big um from house sink to put in is like what why are you putting this this makes no sense okay it must not be the bathroom you know yeah. it like help me figure out okay what room are you doing right now right what yeah. are you upgrading right now what are you fixing right now yeah. so that's the approach i come with i was like okay i i'm not asking for the house what kind of house although i might get there where i ask it but right now yeah <laughs> that's not like just tell me what room are you updating yeah because i'm thinking it's the bathroom but the stuff that you're putting in there doesn't look like something that goes right. in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just pause? Because I feel like I, I actually, as you were saying, I got this image that might be God saying something. Hmm. Um, like, I feel like part of my heart in this conversation is the realization that many people are okay with the playbook some streams of Christianity give them of hmm. how their Christian life should be. Mm. and that they should go to church, sit in church, mm. uh, jump on the Zoom call these days. <laughs> right. Um, but either indirectly or directly get this communication that they can't hear from God to creatively construct a life with him. Mm. And I just got this image of people building stick homes, modular homes with their Christian faith and mm. not feeling like they're in it, but feeling like they're going through the motions wow. when God wants a beautiful custom, you know, home. I'm just saying for them. I'm just saying. And that's part of this conversation. We right. want people uh, through these conversations to grow the confidence and the skills to hear what the master builder is saying to them specifically about their lives. Absolutely. With the conviction of Ephesians 2 mm. saying that I have created uh, 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 you are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus, Jesus to do good works Amen. in advance that he, cr- he created for you to do and this is integral Absolutely. Uh, to that work I 100% agree there I we go do. man <laughs> us, us preachers just went back and forth there hey listen so, so the I wanted to bring this up the, go ahead. the piercing question for me in that question does the does God actually speak to me? Mm. The convicting question there that he put in there was, what are we living for? Mm-hmm. He talks about like, are, are you ready? If, if you want to listen to God, are you ready to be in business with God? Woo. Like, are you, are you, are you ready to do, to be about the things that God is, is about? about. Yes. Or is, is God, uh, you're out there wanting some sort of alpha outside affirmation for what you've got going on. Right. Man, that was convicting for me. And it always is one. And, and, uh, and that question, what are you living for? Mm. What are you hoping for? Mm. Is it this like 
are you, are, have you found rest for your soul in Jesus wow. and you're living for him or, and usually there's some work to do there in my own life when I'm struggling to listen to God or hear from him. Usually there's some pre-work mm-hmm. around that question that I have to do before I feel like I'm back in the flow of God's voice in my life. Yeah. I mean, I love the quote that he has here to affirm what you're saying. He says, are we in business together in life or am I in business just for myself trying to use a little God to yeah. advance my projects? Well, there you go. Yep. I was like, sir, you better come here and write this thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, cause I, for me personally, and this is something I had to work through. There's something in me that was resisting the idea that God want to do life together with me. Wow. Yeah. Cause before, I, like before I will come to God, like, okay, what do you want me to do for you? Let me walk for you. And, and God literally has challenged me on that hmm. and said, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We are doing this together. Yeah. You know, we, we are working together. This is a, a business relationship. Like we are partners. Yeah. So no, you're working with me to help people. You're yeah. not working for me to help right. people. And man, let me tell you something. That really shifted. And I was just like, wait, what? Hold up. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You want me to walk with you? Like, yeah. that? I, I mean, it took me a while to go through that shift because, you know, I grew up where it's all about God is going to use you, you know, come to God, you know, and you do things for God. And so I came to that mindset, you know, coming into ministry. Okay, Lord, I want to work for you. What you want me to do for you? Everything is for you, for yeah. you. And God is like, fam, yeah. I did not save you to use you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I talked about that a little bit a few weeks ago in a sermon on first Peter, where I talked about that verse where it says we were made for partnership in the yes. divine nature through Jesus. We've been welcomed into partnership with yeah. the, And I love that word partnership. partnership. It's this yeah. Greek word koinonia, right? Community. But this, this, this collaborative, you get this like village image. Mm. Like we're building something, we're working together. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it, it just, it was surreal because I'm just like, wait, so God, you trying to say you need me? Hmm. What? I mean, I know I need you, but yeah. what you, ch- you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's other people, you know, what are you, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, you need me to do this? Like, yeah. we, so together, really? So, yeah, that, I had to walk through that mindset and really come to terms like, oh, no, God cares for me. He didn't save me so he can just use me and be like, okay, good, faithful servant that you dare. No, yeah. he cares for my soul. Like, he wants yeah. us to p- be partners be in relationship together, doing life together. And I think this is why Paul used the analogy of marriage yeah. to describe worship. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, listen, I don't understand all this, but it's like a marriage, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he brought marriage as a, a way to um, explain what this relationship is with God. And it is so true. Hmm. It is so true. So I was just like, fam, I know I'm not in a marriage, but I feel like I'm in one. I can't do nothing unless I ask the Lord. Like, Lord, can That's I spend good. this money? And I'm thinking I'm being single. I can spend whatever I want, however <laughs> I want. But I, I don't have to ask nobody. But now, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when your heart, your desires are attuned to God's desires, then mm-hmm. it is a partnership. It it's is. like, um, you know, do you want this, God? Right. You know? Because like, if you want it, I want it. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not going, I ain't going. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I want to go to this place, but if you're not there, oh, n- yeah, nope. Because exactly. I'm not going to have fun. Yep. I'm going to be miserable, and I ain't trying to be miserable. So. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, that. So I love 
him saying that mm-hmm. i was like sir that is so right so they has the uh other one where he says um god can so yeah i can talk about god this can. a little bit the, Absolutely. the last two maybe we can do them in conjunction sure. the last two are like objections if you will or hesitations around the question does god really speak to people mm-hmm. and vice versa does god really speak to me mm-hmm. i I know you all out there listening to this podcast. We have uh, really smart people listening who hold with them, probably either went to colleges, high schools, maybe even grad schools mm-hmm. that were comp- that that taught a whole understanding of the world completely void of God. Mm. And I I'm not here to knock on science. Completely the opposite, actually. Yeah. I think that we we indirectly or directly receive these messages through our own formation as thinkers, as yeah. human beings, yeah. that science is incompatible with a God who speaks to people or a God that exists at all. Mm-hmm. And we got to be real that some of us carry we, we, we want to be people who don't reject science. Right. And we want to oh, walk in sure. there. Absolutely. And Willard is really careful. <laughs> I wish we had a whole podcast episode to sit down. <laughs> With someone who's more well, scientific, scientific right. and um, oh, man, that uh, cool. has spent some more time thinking about this. Mm-hmm. But the big message that I think if you're listening to this, thinking with that sort of hesitation, is that it is not true that the scientific uh, way of looking at the world excludes space for God's action in it. Absolutely. Actually, quite to the contrary. Exactly. Like when you dig into metaphysics, when you dig into um, physics in general, a lot of the lading think latest thinking is is such that like we can't talk about the deep quantum physics without talking about consciousness for mm. instance we can't it, like some like willard talks about some physicists even describing their work with like we ought to think about the world actually more as a thought as consciousness than actual like physical concrete matter okay. and i think we have this misunderstanding that like how we keep asking the question how metaphysically does god actually talk to us mm. which i think is a fair question okay. christians should not be scared of that question mm-hmm. i don't think we'll ultimately understand until we're talking with god in heaven right, and heaven like, sure. okay how did that work, how did, right. how did that work? <laughs> and here's the here's sure. here's the beauty here's the conviction of a christian mm. the christian says there is something transcendent mm-hmm. about God. Yeah. There's something that stands beyond our view and what we can understand about the known universe around us mm-hmm. that is God. Mm-hmm. And God works within the known universe certainly to speak to us in physical ways. Like Romans 1 where it right. talks about like you've got no excuse. Like go stand over a huge vista. Like, go to the seriously. Grand Canyon. Go to a state park right. and just sit there mm-hmm. and watch the natural order of the universe and mm-hmm. listen to God speaking to you through mm-hmm. his design. For sure. There's that element of it. But then God just chooses to speak to us audibly sometimes mm-hmm. through other circumstances. Mm-hmm. God will bring like like I God has spoken to me while I've been sitting looking out a window and mm-hmm. a leaf drops in front of me. Mm-hmm. So like God speaks in all sorts of different ways. For sure. And he is he's the master of this universe he Mm. created it and i think he enjoys Mm. speaking to us in creative ways so that's all i wanted to say about the can Mm -hmm. like don't believe the fallacy or lie that science excludes space in it for god's action in it it's it's actually to the contrary so and that last point right uh god should right i don't know what, what's your experience with uh, in in your own faith tradition? Did you ever get the sense that like, man, because I'm not 
um, I'm not the pastor. I'm not the one up front. I shouldn't hear from God. Or was that a part of your, your upbringing or no? I think it was more of my own interpretation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really the church itself. It was more of my own interpretation because, you know, I grew up in in a culture that is fascinated by miracles and healing, you know, physical healings and all of that. So, um, and of course, prophecies. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I see people that can do that, I just automatically assumed Oh, yeah. these are the people that God specially speak to, right. not us, because I'm not doing the miracles. I'm not casting out devils. I'm right. not hearing from God and prophesying. I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just automatically assume, oh, then God is just speaking to them. I'll just go to them and have them tell me what God is saying. Yeah. yeah. And I remember God giving me a dream and challenging me on that. Like, uh, no, they're human beings just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they, I can speak to you just like I speak to, I don't want you to. So he basically kind of in his loving, kind way saying, girl, you are chasing around this people. Like, you know, you're, you know, like almost like I'm prostituting myself Hmm. to them because I'm so hungry and thirsty to hear from him. I, I think I have to chase this man of God or this woman of God to hear from him. Yeah. And God is like, no fam. No, 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 no. You come to me. Mm-hmm. Don't go to them. Mm-hmm. They're human beings. They have their own issues. They have their own flaws. Right. And I remember in that dream that the man of God I was going to for him to tell me what God is saying. He was so rude to me in that dream. Mm-hmm. So rude. Wow. And I remember waking up so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what kind of man of God is he? And God is like, yeah, you were not supposed to go to him. You're supposed yeah. to come to me. And so I was just like, oh, wow. Really? Like... <laughs> It was well, just for yeah, me. I just wanted to say that I, I, I don't think we, could, particularly in America, I don't think we can underestimate what damage the church has done by having systems that um, basically indirectly communicate that there's one mostly a dude mm-hmm. standing on a really big, beautiful stage right. every week, mm-hmm. and our primary practice of listening to God is listening to His sermons, right. Yeah. And we we have us. celebrity yeah. culture right. in the church world, yeah. and like we absolutely like that ingrains in us these sort of pitfalls. Yes, and indirectly says like, hey, don't 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 pursue time of hearing from God your, yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And there's there's extremes to this, but like we we really have some work to do as the church to like the most important activity the church can do is listen to Jesus's voice, Mm. the good shepherd like that. That's what we want out of this podcast. That's what we want for people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, church leaders are going to check you if you come back here and crazy things, (laughs) obviously, but like, we're, we're too afraid of that. We got like, at at least for our context at North city, Mm. I, I want, more people to dream dreams yeah, i want more people to hear sure. words from god i for want sure. more people to imagine things that don't exist in the world yet and mm-hmm. see themselves as the person god has appointed to make them become true yeah, like amazing. i want to be the kind of church that's not just satisfied with a sunday sermon right but it that sunday sermon only sets them up to hear something from god that for they sure. can act on for sure and 
I, I think we do an okay job of this. We mm-hmm. still have strong defaults that I think we're we're learning to overcome. Right. This is why we practice dwelling in the word. For sure. This is why we ask on a consistent basis what is God the saying same. to us. For sure. Uh, but there is there is some real barriers from people's experience of like, oh, I can actually listen and respond mm-hmm. to what God is saying. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. Yep. Um, can you think of a story or instance where God spoke to you in, Using circumstance that you were shocked that he used. Like oh, he, man, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, um, sure I am. Because <laughs> that question just came to my mind just now. I was shocked. He Using circumstances that I would sh- I was shocked that he would use. To you speak know, to you, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm drawing a blank right now just because you're throwing in that at Okay, me, but, but um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak and I'll see if something comes to okay, your mind. I'll but think. So for me, I was watching, again, HDT. I mean, God has spoken, but. This one in particular really made me cry, like ugly cry. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Fixer Upper with Joanna Gaines and her husband Chip. And they were showing this lady different homes. So they do is they show different homes, like two homes, and they get to pick which home they're willing to buy and put in the budget in, do all the work, make this thing yeah. beautiful, gorgeous. And, you know, they she he or she gets a home. So, you know, they take this lady they're going around showing her this home so they come to this small white house but oh my gosh you can tell that this home someone hasn't touched it probably in like almost a hundred years like it's just so bad i mean hmm. the floors are caving in they're not even sure about the foundation it has some nice elements here and there but oh my gosh i mean tore up from the flow up and i as i begin to see this house I start to weep uncontrollably because hmm. I was like, oh, my God, God, that was me. Hmm. I was that house. Wow. And you said, nope, I'm going to buy this house with my blood and be willing to do the work. Wow. From the foundation up to build this house back together. Yeah. So it can be livable again. Wow. Man, I'm telling you, I'm trying not to cry right now, but mm. I was just like, oh my, like I was not expecting, I was just chilling watching my show, but man, that hit me so, and she ended up buying that house and mm. they did a wonderful job in that home. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. Like night and day from the first time when they bought it till when it was done. And I was like, man, that's what God is doing in me. Wow. You know, that's literally what he's doing in me. And you know, things were just off center and they're like, okay, bathroom shouldn't be there. The bathroom should be over here. And I'm like, man, that's what God is doing in me. He's yeah. like, okay, girl, you have the shower up front. No, the shower should be back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is laid out wrong. Exactly. Yeah. This is And just trusting that this amazing carpenter knows what he's doing. He's yeah, tearing things great. down. And, of course, it's painful. And you wonder, what are you doing? This is how I knew it to be. And he's like, no, I know that's it, but it's wrong. Like, I'm Mm. tearing this up. First of all, your foundation is wacky. We have to put a whole new foundation here, get new, more concrete, put it in here. I mean, I was just sitting there like, this is my life. Like, this is literally what God is doing in my life. So, yeah, I, I was blown away, was not expecting it, but I was in tears just in tears like oh my god lord jesus you know you know god is cheap joanna gains in my life you know just (laughs) fixing all this stuff getting things together he has a blueprint that's specifically for me and for my life and what he has called me to do yeah you know 
Uh, for me, I love mid-century homes, but it's like, okay, God is doing whatever home he's doing, but just trust that he's doing. And, you know, as you get older, upgrades need to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Season three. Man, let's say upgrades. Yeah. You need to oh, do my God. Life. Like, seriously. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that took me off guard. was That's not expecting cool. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a thought that just came to me. So sorry. No, that's all good. No, that's (laughs) that's such a beautiful story. I'm glad you. So you got something for people to do here or try if they want to do this, the application. or Yeah. So honestly, it's really the meditation practice. Like he Mm -hmm. literally in page, if you have the book, you can go to um, page 111. I think it is. Oh, no. 103. I'm sorry. It's 103. And he literally um, did a. I don't know what what's the um terminology for this. Is it le- Lectio Divina? Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that is the one. And he um Which is by the way, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. What our dwelling in the word practice at North City is loosely based off of. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can really practice this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um do a meditation. If you have the book, just do what he has. He actually used uh, scripture two king second kings, two mm-hmm. kings. Two kings. <laughs> it's like we're in Australia. That's what they say over uh, I'm just Australia saying, and yeah. UK. Yeah, but Second Kings, Kings six, yeah, Second Kings six verses eleven through seventeen, and just reading that over and over, and just give time, see what come what stuck out to you the first time. Read it again, see what stuck out to you the second time. Yeah, and give time, sit, meditate, and write. Yep. Um, what stuck out to you? Why do you think that stuck out to you? Yeah. And just start there. That can be a starting point. It cannot. It doesn't have to be the only place, but that's a wonderful place yeah. to start. And um, go ahead. You want to add something to it? No. Uh, no. I just affirm that that scripture is a great place to start. Where you're like, hey, man, I've just, I've just re- like neglected hearing God's voice in my spiritual life and been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like we see you. Don't beat up on yourself. Life's like, hey, real. you're here. You yeah. love Jesus. Yes. Receive this as an invitation that he wants this for you Absolutely. as the next step in your life and start with scripture. That's a great practice of Lectio Divina. Mm-hmm. And then have, have some confidence. Maybe you were in a Christian environment where no one really instilled a lot of confidence that you could hear God's voice without mm-hmm. running it by a person with a, you know, cloak on okay. or whatever. <laughs> that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like a pastor would call it. Um, and if you're freaked out about that, that like, like, uh, Willard gives this really practical thing where Mm -hmm. like, Hey, if you feel like you get a strong sense from God, you Mm -hmm. hear from something from him, that's a word for you or Mm -hmm. something to do, right? Just trust in that. But like an easy kind of rule of thumb is just like, bring it to three people Mm -hmm. in your life Mm -hmm. and, uh, see what they say. And if they're affirmative of it, right. Uh, like not just any people, people who love Jesus (laughs) and love you. Like, don't go talking to the guy in the, at the <laughs> bus stop about it. Although maybe that would be fine. fine. Who but knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. He did also say, in, you know, do not be afraid to ask God to confirm it. Yeah. Like, do not be afraid. If you feel like God is saying something to you, ask God, say, you know what, Lord, this is not trying to play down Gideon who was like, Lord, can you confirm using the wet the fleece you know there's nothing wrong with you asking god can you please confirm this and he said you can ask him to confirm it through his word through circumstances or through other people that have no idea yeah 
of your of what you're going through. So God does that so much. I just uh, want to like yes. the the example in my mind is when we started North City and we were trying to think like, hey, God's God's calling people to start a church, but why? What's the vision? And then um, uh, Krishnan and I and a group of people were praying, and we felt mm. like something around the table came up. Hmm. Like the ta- like the table being really important. And if you've been a part of Mill City, you know that was really important before quarantine times. Yeah, we actually for sure. used to eat with people Absolute around tables. Um, yes. But um, that was really important. And then it was miraculous to like it within our launch team, people came to the next meeting going like, God put that in my reading or mm. like God, I heard God say something about that or I have a story that's really meaningful about that mm. or like people we'd be meeting with who are just interested in the church and mm. we're kind of like I don't know but it seems like God's saying something about like table being really important and they're like you oh, got that, to be kidding me wow. God has been showing me like the idea of table in my life so right. this stuff happens and, and God is more than willing to confirm the things that are, are really important in your life absolutely so don't be afraid to ask him for confirmation don't feel like oh you have no faith or you're doubting him no you just say lord i'm sensing this mm-hmm. i think it's you but can you please confirm it mm-hmm. for me and let him do it he will be honored to yeah. confirm it uh, for you so i want to conclude this with a uh, beautiful quote i think this uh, i i love this quote so i want to conclude it with this it says Com- conviction uh Conversational life with God or prayer is not hindered by space and distance. When you speak to God, it is like speaking to someone next to you. Spirit is is bodily personal power. I find that interesting. Mm -hmm. Spirit is bodily personal power, which is so true. But I love how he phrased that. Our conversation is not limited by space, time, or matter. God is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth and for me i trans like the way i interpret worshiping god in spirit in truth is coming to him in prayer or in spirit and telling him the truth (laughs) the common lion (laughs) yeah so but um any final thoughts before you close us out in prayer i'll just reiterate again um for those listening to this that God just wants this for you. Like mm-hmm. I, I, and God wants this for our church. If you're a part of North city, but just the church in general yeah. in this, uh, in this pandemic in particular, yes, this obstacle of having less time with other people, mm-hmm. the temptation. I know this for me personally, cause I'm struggling with this, like yes. to fill it with other things that just like to get by. It's true. But, Very um, it, if we can remember that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to us in our bodies Mm. as followers of Jesus so that we can enter into this daily relationship, be a part of the participate in the divine nature, as Peter says Mm. on a daily basis, maybe something God, uh, maybe some silver lining in Mm. 2020, if we even want to use that term Mm. is that God is trying to create more capacity in your life so that you can hear his voice Mm. and more powerfully, when your spirit and his Holy Spirit partner together, bring his kingdom here on earth. Ooh. Like that gets me jazzed about the church. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that get me down about the church <laughs> right now, like having to see your all's faces on screens. Uh, but yeah. what gets me jazzed about the church right now, what gets me pumped up is people taking the time 
to let their spirit attune with God's Holy Spirit because that's when stuff gets created in this world that makes it more like what God wants it to be. Amen. And that's what we're talking about here. Absolutely. Amen. All right. Can you close us off for a prayer? <laughs> Is there a mic to drop, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I will pray. I'd be ha- ha- happy to pray. Okay. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, it's just mm. amazing that you're a God that we can address by name, mm. that you are, um, you have this lowliness, mm. as we've said, that you are high and mo- mighty Alpha and Omega, but you're also right here listening to the words that I'm saying, mm. listening to the words going through the mind of the podcast listener right now. Mm. Um, it says something about you. It says that you are a God who wants to know, mm-hmm. who wants to speak into our lives, who wants to be present to us. You're not distant, absent, or apathetic. Mm-hmm. You're here, Amen. and you want to speak to us. You love us. You care for us. You want to speak encouragement into this really trying time. Mm-hmm. God, we pray in the powerful name of Jesus against any evil force that would quiet that voice in our lives. Mm-hmm. Any stumbling block or obstacle that the listener is coming into this season with, we pray against it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would unleash on our community and your Mm. church more broadly, Mm. just open gates of your voice so that we can confidently move forward Mm. um, and help other people hear your voice, Mm. God, and come into conversational relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we pray that you join us next week. So you take care. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Let us know what they are, or if anything we said actually confirms what you've been sensing, let us know as well. We'd love to hear from you. All right, take care. Have a wonderful and blessed week. Bye.